gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the gap band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Welcome everyone, my name is Nick DiCembro, I'm here with Simon Gonzo Travellini, and this is the Talking Power Podcast, episode 13. Lucky 13. Lucky 13, Lucky right. for some. How you been? <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I'm going for surgery tomorrow. You were telling me, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, So, that's uh, that's why we had to do it tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably going to get some background noise from the rain, but you get that. We're actually recording again from your workshop, so yeah. thanks for thanks for allowing Malaga us. is the not the the, the Hoon capital, it's probably number two in the world, I'd say. Yeah, number two, <laughs> close second to Belcata. And it's raining, so expect to see hear some V six Commodores screaming up and down the street. Hmm. <laughs> well, Dan Ricardo. Yeah, come up good 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 run in there at Singapore. He was hoping for a win. He's come second numerous times there, finished on the podium numerous times, but hasn't 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 had the win and he went into that race fairly confident of a win actually. He was talking it up on the Saturday. They're qualifying um you know, he qualified in third. Max he was out qualified by Max once again. Um but the start of the race, what an absolute disaster for yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, for Ferrari, definitely. I'm not sure, you know, look, all, all I can, watching it over and over again, all I can think of is that um, uh, Max didn't see... Um, Vettel, he was getting the squeeze from both of them. Yeah, I know, I know. Vettel's come across pretty fast. He yeah. obviously didn't see Max or expected Max to break mm. and uh, I guess um, uh, you know it's one of those things it was an unfortunate event but yeah Let, let's just have a listen here it's lights out away we go to stop and gets an excellent start Sebastian Vettel needs to cover him off Kimmy Rackham on the inside oh. and he's crashed with Verstappen he's hit Vettel as well Rackham is out before the first corner and he's gone into the red wall there as well Carnage is for This is pretty cool, this part here. Driving backwards. I've got to say that... Yeah, a lot of oil coming out there. A lot of oil coming out. So for those of you that uh, couldn't see that, uh, yeah, basically, uh, Raikkonen's come up the inside. Verstappen, I think, was focused on 
you know, finding a way of blocking yeah. Raikkonen. Vettel's come across and he's assumed that Verstappen's going to slow down, I guess. Mm, yeah. And, um, you know, there's been a collision between the three of them. Uh, Raikkonen and Verstappen have spun out and uh, uh, Vettel has damaged the rear of the car. It looks like it's losing fluid. Mm. And then later on, he spins out and he's actually controlling the car backwards, which I thought was pretty impressive. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I think that they, if they ever run a, uh, a race where the cars drive backwards, he's in there with a chance, you know. I didn't even know these things had reverse, to be honest. But uh, anyway, it's, it's uh, ruined... Vettel's championship it's really 28 points behind we're at the we're not at the business end yet but we're getting close to the business end this yeah. was the last thing Ferrari needed and guys in the social media centre at Ferrari you may have jumped the gun a bit tweeting that it was Max Verstappen's fault while the race is still on the guy hadn't even got out of his car properly I don't know a little <laughs> bit premature on that one in the Ferrari social media I don't want to mock Ferrari anyway but that uh, wasn't wasn't the outcome we were hoping for anyway so you know Dan flew back to Perth yeah yeah he caught up with your friend today he caught up with my friend yeah Rita oh did he yeah, so yeah, yeah, what, yeah. was he here in Malaga yeah no, well no well not far from here Whiteman Park so oh, there they, you go. yeah, he was in. Came and caught up with Mark, Mark McGowan, our premier. So, do you reckon they discussed the 180 kilowatt per ton? Because his Formula One cars, yeah. Well, that's they, they've debuted his 2014 car at the Whiteman Park renovations. So oh, there's wow. a grand opening today, and the the 2014 car will be um, a fixture there. There you go. I must go and check that out. Yeah, I'd like to see that car. That's so, the first car he won a, a race in it as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Barbie Gallows, they had the Ferrari. Oh yeah, yeah. Did no, you went, go? Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was there all day Sunday. Did you yep. catch up with Laurie and Gino? No, I didn't. No. No. They, were, they were down there and then we saw him at the Queens later on oh okay yeah. yeah it wasn't them that did the burnout out the front in the Ferrari oh okay what definitely wasn't <laughs> Tell, I'm telling you it wasn't them <laughs> anyway so so McLaren's dropped Honda finally do we, want, do, do we want to hear the soap opera alright let's let's, 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 let's listen it. to the soap opera let's listen confused by F1's engine soap opera maybe you should be it all began with Ron Three years ago, Ron decided McLaren needed works engines. So he gave up Toto's Mercedes engines and did a deal with Yasuhisa for Honda engines. Engine is a piece of jewelry. When Christian wanted Honda engines too, Ron said no. Anyway, it turned out the Honda engine was slow. And that frustrated Fernando. Although sometimes he saw the funny side. A year later, Ron was gone, replaced by Zach. Yasuhisa went, replaced by Yusuke. Honda engines were replaced too. Again, and again, and again. Fernando was really frustrated. I have a race with less power in my life. Pretty soon, Zach didn't want Honda engines anymore. He asked Toto if he could have Mercedes engines again. Toto said no. Maurizio said he couldn't have Ferrari engines either. That left Cyril's Renault engines. Cyril said Zach could have his engines, but Zach had to find someone to take his own Honda engines first. Christian said his junior team would have them. They were using Cyril's Renault engines, and Cyril wanted Christian's junior driver, Carlos. 
So Carlos signed for Cyril's Renault team, on loan that is, and Christian's junior team got Honda engines, and Zach got Renault engines. Even Fernando might be happy again, sorted. But wait, Cyril said Christian's senior team couldn't have Renault engines after 2018. So will it be Red Bull Honda in 2019? Are Max and Daniel now a bit confused? Will McLaren be better off with Renault? Will Honda ever be any good? And what about Porsche coming in? Stay tuned. So it's an interesting situation, isn't it? So, what's is the Porsche going to be called Porsche, or is it going to be called Tag, or bloody Casio or something? I don't know. Seiko. I've got to be honest, I've, maybe some of our listeners could correct us on this, but this is the first time that I know of a driver being involved in an engine change. Or oh, maybe he was signed to Renault. <laughs> the, the, the way I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that Carlos Sainz is being relinquished to Renault. Renault will give Renault engines to um, Zach Brown in lure of Honda going over to Red Bull. That that's that's the deal. That's how I that's how I understand it. And well, I, I, wait a minute, what Red Bull's gonna get Honda engines? No, no, sorry, Toro Rosso. Oh, Toro I was gonna Rosso. say, Toro Jesus, Rosso. don't scare me like that, Toro Rosso. But it's an interesting situation that we we, we find so, ourselves. So in. who's gonna use the Porsche engines? That, that that's that's 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All so right. that's that 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 throws in. There's also been talk of Aston Martin as well coming into the fray. Into Building Formula One engines. Mm, that's correct. They have enough trouble with road engines. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I think Any- a bit of a comical moment in the press, the press conference after the race. I mean, you know, Dan, good Italian oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Dan farted. Yeah, he farted. So <laughs> let's, let's just have a listen here. Many congratulations, if we could please have a word from Valtteri in his own language. Well, I can't have a listen because my headphones don't work, but... So basically, you got to watch the, the video for that one because the subtitles. But uh, Paul Valtteri has—they've um, asked him to speak in his own. In in uh, he's from Finland, and uh, at that moment, Daniel has decided to pass wind and drop uh, on. Yeah, even Lewis found it quite comical actually. <laughs> so anyway, never mind. Are you sure? I thought he was smiling. At a reflection of himself. Possibly. <laughs> Look, it, while we're on Lewis, we may as well just say it was a good drive from him. I mean, he saw the dollar signs there at the start of the race. It was an opening for him, went around the outside, never looked backwards. Yeah. He started yep. from fifth. He didn't qualify very well. So for him to come up to fifth, I thought that was a good effort. It wasn't a good effort. He was lucky and he made uh, he made hay while the sun shines. Mm. Mm. Anyway, it's something more exciting, MotoGP. It was. It was a, an awesome race, the, the San Marino race. I. <laughs> but how good are these guys to, you know, it's pissing down rain mm. and you go out there with slicks. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, it was. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that would be very unnerving. I wouldn't be able to do it. 
but they obviously I mean they saw that there was a cha- the, the weather was drying up and by the end of the race it was almost completely dry but I'm, I'm not going to doubt that but mm. have you tried to drive a car with bull tyres on a wet road no no no, no. And you know, don't ask me if I'm going to ride a motorbike on slicks <laughs> exactly on a wet road. what I mean just it's forget it. it's not crazy just crazy but it just shows you the calibre and skill of these mm. guys yeah you know so uh, Lorenzo uh, took the early lead. Mm. Uh, it's good to see him start to get a bit hungry. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, and with, you know, in, in typical Lorenzo fashion, with a massive lead, he crashed out. So, <laughs> so uh, that left the door wide open. Yeah. And uh, you know, the rest is, as they say, history. Well, it was it was kind of sad. I was hoping I was rooting for Petrucci. Obviously, um, he was leading the majority of the race practically and but i think marquez had his measure from from the get-go he, he just sat there and and really picked his time look marquez uh you know like him or hate him he's developed a lot of maturity mm. you know so he can just do that he can just sit there be patient wait for the opportune moment mm. and uh and that's exactly what he did yeah uh, i think the the disaster of the race uh, apart from Rossi not being there, was uh, uh, Danny Pedrosa. Oh, I, can, I just can't believe that he was so poor in qualifying and had no race pace whatsoever. He almost got beaten by a guy running with his bike. Zarco, yep, yep. You know? It would have been funny, actually, if Zarco did beat him. It was, there wasn't much in it. I was actually rooting for Zarco, to be honest, because it would have been funny, but... But it just shows you, like, 12 months ago, we mm. would have been praising, you yeah. know, Pedrosa, and now, unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So, moving on to the supercars. Yeah, it was a huge weekend, but I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to say it here right now. I didn't watch any of the race. So, before <laughs> before our listeners, you might... I, I did not watch the race. I was at the Italian track day all day. So, there'll be... Speaking of Italian track day, I'll, they'll be posting a video of that in the coming days. Maybe, yeah, by the, by the weekend, something will be on the net. Well, you definitely definitely won't see the Ferrari that did the burnout at the front of the Queens on that video. No. It will not be on there. No. I didn't, it didn't happen. because <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, qualifying for the Sandown 500, Cam Waters and Richie Stanaway got, got it on... Um, Got it on pole. Scott McLaughlin in second. Uh, Davey Reynolds. That was good to see them up there in third. And Jamie Wincup in fourth, sharing that car with Paul Dumbrell. Um, now, the Super... Oh, no, we won't, we'll, we'll get the Super 2s in a minute. We'll just cover the race just briefly here. Well, listen, you know what I find interesting about this? Mm. You're, a, you're a mad Ford V8 Supercars fan. Mm. Yep. And you didn't watch... Yep. The, the race and that came first and it was first and second and th- first second and third you didn't watch that race now I'd like to point out you did however watch the Eagles game didn't yeah, you watch that from siren to siren that one that <laughs> and was how a, did they go oh god that was terrible that was <laughs> so so what's the moral of the story here Nick yeah stop watching <laughs> so what are you suggesting on October 8th I can't watch Bathurst but nah no, nah, don't watch it if you want to see Ford win don't watch it do yourself a favour so yeah look there was an incident in the opening lap uh the tire wall was damaged um so that that delayed the race quite quite substantially i think damaged is a very soft word to be using yeah 
Yeah. That poor old tyre wall copped it over that weekend, didn't oh, it? Oh, mate, it was, <laughs> more cars hit that tyre wall than... Oh, it was, it was phenomenal. So anyway, in the end, Cam Waters managed to... It was his maiden Sandown 500 win. It was really good to see Cam up there and Richie Stanaway in the PRA car. In second spot was Scott McLaughlin uh, and Alex Primer. Third in another PRA car, Chaz Mostert and Steve Owen. And fourth was Garth Tander and James Golding. And fifth, Fabian and Fabian Coulthard, that is, and Tony D'Alberto. You know what I want to know, Nick? Mm. How do you feel about the uh, Shane Van Gisbergen penalty after qualifying? I... Look, how do you feel about his comments? I don't like his comments at all. They were, I don't know, just come across as a bit of a flog, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I just want to read this because um, this is this is some classic SVG. It is. Uh, I obviously didn't want to turn him around. Van Gisbergen said on Saturday while the investigation was continuing. To me, he he mucked up the corner. Had the choice to get out of the way. He didn't. Went round the corner and just stopped. To me, it was a brake test. If he's playing those dirty games, whatever. Beardo's, I think, is going to go through it all and come back to me. That's Craig Baird, by the way. Craig Baird, yeah. Racing standards observer. If he's brake tested me, then game on. Game on, Nick. Game on. Game on. Game on in practice, eh? <laughs> Break testing in practice. But if he hadn't, it's my mistake, and I'll go apologise to him. So he's covered his bases, now, hasn't he? <laughs> he's really covered his bases so, on SVG. So, so if he brake tested him, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to bash you. But if he didn't, that's okay. It's okay. I'll buy you flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to skip the rest of it because I, I just think. Ben Gisbergen's a bit of a dickhead, to be honest. But uh, later on, after he was handed, you know, like it was obvious, they went through the video, they checked mm. it, triple checked it, got everyone's opinion. Probably asked Mark Scaife. Yeah, they would have asked Scaife. He has to sign off on it. Scaife, Scaife yeah. Yeah. and uh, and also uh, Ingle. And who? Ingle. Ingle, that's it. Yeah, yeah, the enforcer. The enforcer. They got their tick of approval. The enforcer and the arsehole left to sign off on it. So they probably they probably got them involved in the video umpiring there. Right? Uh, so he, he accepted the penalty, mm. right? But also accepted that a precedent had been set for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's a weird one being penalised in practice for an incident in practice Van Gisbergen said it was a silly incident Fabian was going so slow wrecked his lap and I ended up running into the back of him if that's how it's going to be in practice for the rest of the year I'll get in his way every time it's pretty stupid Nick I think that the stupid in this is Shane Van Gisbergen (laughs) because you know like on the one hand he was going to bash him then he, he he was going to go and apologise, buy him flowers, maybe take him to dinner, <laughs> glass of wine, who knows? And and then after he cops it, he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to go and deliberately. Well, I mean, effectively, he's he's saying that he he's going to break test are, him. Those are his exact <laughs> words. He's effectively going to break test him. If that's how it's going to be in practice for the rest of the year, I'll get in his way every time. 
So, I don't know. I think um, they probably should have given him some more penalties after those comments, you know. It's uh, very disappointing. This is someone that I I kind of held, you know, mm. with a certain degree of regard. But now... I Me just, too. He's carrying on like a sport brat, to be mm. honest. But anyway. Yeah. So... The, there was some big crashes, like horrific crashes. There was. There was. The, the first one was on the Saturday in the Super 2 race. It was Jonathan Webb and Todd Hazelwood. Let's just have a listen here. Number 78 on the outside of him is Todd Hazelwood. Oh, that's a bad one, Nick. That's... Jeez, that's... There is nothing left of that car. No. That is a shocker. This will be a red flag. That's Jonathan incredible. Jonathan Webb is the other partner in this. Bad scenes at Sandown at the end of the back straight again. Yeah. That, that, was... that was a bad, bad... And, and uh, you know, he got a... Well, 15,000, but 7,500 really mm. uh, fine over that. But he did, that did look like he came across and bumped him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about no it. No doubt about no, it. Yeah. Uh, a horrific part of the track. Mm. Um, you well, know, yeah. We, well, we saw an incident there later, well, earlier on in the day, sorry, in race two of the Touring Car Masters. Let's just have a look at that one as well while we're here. Actually happened. Here we go. White Red Tirana inside. Oh, oh, that's not gonna. Oh, that's not gonna buff out. That's not gonna buff out. I cringe every time we uh, we see these cars crash. You know, that's a beautiful LX Tirana. Uh, this this angle here is terrible. Oh, Lord, I hate that. that. Now, is this the same guy that crashed last time? Yeah, yeah, that's him, Jason Gomesall. And it was a bad hit last time, Oh, it was too. a huge hit. Where is he finding these uh, two-door body shells? Because I'll tell you what, you know, I've tried for years to find a two-door, and, you know, they're just not out there. Nah, nah, nah. Big no, lock-up, hey, we, big lock-up. We can keep playing that, but I'd, I'd rather not. Nah, Let's, let's just nah. stop that right there. Uh, this, that series always makes me cringe, because, you know, they are... You can't buy XAs or, no. you know, LX hatchbacks. They're just not out there. And if they are out there, they're worth a lot of money if you can find them. So, yeah, it's... Anyway. We've it's, seen uh, a few get wrecked over the years, you know, and it, and it is disappointing. It's, it is. Yeah. Yep. It is. Oh, well. So, Dumbrell Motorsports. Yeah, Lucas, brother of... Um, Paul. Paul Dumbrell, they're brothers. So it seems like he may have seen the light, and that yeah, light is yeah. all blue. All blue, yeah. <laughs> I must admit, my eyebrows raised somewhat when I saw him make this change to, to, to Ford. We've some, not uncertainty, I don't want to say uncertainty, but we still don't know what model PRA or Penske going to run with in 2000 and... Well, 18, they're going with the Falcon still. But in 19, well, surely we're not going to be running with a Falcon. The car will be two years obsolete. Uh, what surprises me is that you you would expect, after running a Holden for mm. so long, that you would have so much data mm. on the setup of the car, the engine, so on and so forth. And I don't really think that they're that unmatched. I mean, a lot of people argue that there's been a lot of Ford victories... Uh, this year, but you know the Penske team. 
I mean, they're, they're just a good team. Yeah, yeah, you know? no doubt they, about it. Definitely the Red Bull guys had a good run mm. and they, they arguably had the best team at the time. Yeah. And now the tables are turned. So mm. I don't think it's in the car. I mean, do you think that it's all in the car? No, no, no. I'd love to say it is, but it's not. They're just really. so similar now. Yeah. The chassis are identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the engines... I think the blocks are even the same deck height. You know, the canted valve, the cylinder heads yeah. are very similar. So, I don't know, just a, a big move. And, I mean, obviously, they must have homes for all their old equipment, their old mm. engines and, you know, uh, because you, what are you, you're not going to reuse anything, are you? No, 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 no. So, big move, big, big move. It is, it is a very big move. Especially now Stonewall. when, like you said, we don't, there's so much uncertainty as to, you know, what are they going to be running? And, and you know, the irony of this is, how does he know that the new V6 combo isn't going to be a better deal? Yeah, I know. Well, that's you know? yet to be seen, but yeah. Because I, you, they have got a twin-turbo V6 combination. GM has got mm, that. Mm. Ford hasn't. No, that's right. So, yeah. I don't know, a bit of a crazy move. But mm. uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, talking about crazy... Crazy things, drag week. Drag week, another drag week's gone down. Another drag week has been running one. Look, Luke actually made contact with me early this morning, but we just haven't been able to tee up uh, to speak with him. So I'm hoping by next podcast we can chat with Luke. Luke Newhoff, that is. He was actually um, over there and he did all the video in. And I've got to say, he did an awesome job. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's awesome a great job. ambassador for our sport and yeah. for our country too. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, uh, so... Out of the 387 entrants, 322 made it to the mm. last meeting. Yep. So there was definitely some carnage there. <laughs> 65 cars. There was. There was. But, you I'm know, actually... it's incredible. A thousand miles yep. with, you know, cars that run as quick as, as uh, six-second passes. I've actually got some data here. I didn't print it out for you in the podcast notes, but I'd prepared it in any event. Um... While you're looking for that, our main man, Harry Haig. Yeah, Harry. And uh, the newly christened Steve-O. <laughs> when did he start calling it Steve-O? I know, it was news to me as well, but that's what... Uh... So the Chevelle, Aussie Chevelle, is yeah. officially called Steve-O, Steve-O. now. Yep. Um, he, he had a few dramas. Mm. Uh, dead batteries, charging systems, fuel pumps, etc., etc. Managed to lay down... I think a couple of 870 passes, yeah, yeah. which are new PBs for him. And um, finished with uh, the best average, I believe, out of all the Aussie That's entrants. correct, yes. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, 893. Mm. Uh, and uh, we made it again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Got right through it. I guess that's that's the first thing. You need to... Uh, first finish before you can mm. finish first. Yeah, that's right. So yep. I think he finished fourth in class, which I'm pretty sure he did last year as well. Yeah, I'd have to check that. That I haven't been able to find that info, but yeah, I've got the info here in his average times. But um, huge effort from all the Aussies that uh, got over there. Yeah, there were seven Aussie teams, but Richie, do we call? I mean, Richie is an Aussie, but I mean, he's based over there. So, based in yeah, the US yeah, now, so yeah. His cars there and everything's over there. He had to actually pull out earlier on because he had uh, duties with Kalita team in the top fuel car, and he actually made it to the final against the boss. 
but anyway, we'll cover that against Dougie in the final in Top Fuels. But um, Mark Arblaster as well, the one of the editors at Street Machine, he was over there as well. And also two WA boys, Craig Moore and John Ferroni as yep. well. Yep. They, they, um, John was the fastest out of the Aussie contingency. Yeah, he ran out. a new PB, I think it was yeah. like a 7.30 something. Yeah. So top effort. Yeah. He, he unfortunately uh, ran into a few dramas. I think the ECU. Yeah. I actually watched an interview with him last night, and he it was literally hours like that, that he missed out by. He actually purchased another ECU, but just couldn't get it in time, and it was he only missed the race by by hours. So it was a good effort. It's it's incredible. Like it's a really grueling thousand miles that's well i've got some data here for you there's there's the breakdown of it there you probably can't read that but all up it was 825 miles now that's going by google maps i don't think they actually go the shortest route they don't no um harry was saying that a, a couple of the roads that they went on yeah. were really bad yeah. <laughs> like really really bad so so even if they went the shortest route possible, it's 825 miles. That's 1,320 kilometres in, in our... That's past... That's from Perth to almost Exmouth. Mm. Crazy. In a, a seven-second car. Yep. Yep. So. Well, the event, the uh, the unlimited winner, uh, David Schroeder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was an 872 cubic inch nitrous-fed <laughs> Corvette. And that's crazy. It His is, average was 681. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. I believe the Swedes came second, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They had that um, that Tirana-looking thing yeah, there Tirana as well. Yeah, Tirana Opal or something. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yep. So, no, it was a, a, a good effort by all of our Australians. We're really proud of you guys over there, especially the West Aussies. Aussies and hopefully we'll talk to Luke on our next podcast. Excellent. Look forward mm. to that. Yep, yep. The NHRA ran... The Carolina Nationals at mm. Z-Max Dragway in North Carolina. Yeah, they did. Now, in top fuel, we had Richie Crampton came runner-up to Doug Kalitta, so the two Kalitta cars there. Also in um, funny car, Robert Height won over Courtney Force. You know, it's been a while yeah. since we've seen two Force cars, and, and I'm trying to think, when was the last time we saw two Kalitta cars in a final? I wouldn't be able to tell you, I don't know. And Tanner Gray. Yeah, over Greg Anderson. Again, Incredible. Greg Anderson going runner-up. Still yeah. events in a row now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good to see him win. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, we're not interested in those cars. We're interested in the pro-mod cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our man Stevie Jackson qualified eighth mm. with a 584 at 247 mile an hour. Went all the way to the finals. He did. Yeah, all the way against John... Made it... Got up... Come up against Johnny Gray. Or Jonathan Gray, sorry. They've had one win each prior to this event, but it's the first time they've faced up against each other. These yep. two. Yep. So, Stevie Fast got the uh, whole shot, mm. but Gray ran him down in the lights. Yeah, look, it was only... The narrowest of margins. Seven like inches, seven inches, apparently. They're calculating that he won by, but... Stevie will be back to fight another day. 
So some other big news in the Pro Mod ranks is the turbo cars copying a two-pound boost penalty. Yeah, now, look, can I ask you? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you what, what what do you think of this personally? Do you think they've jumped the gun? I know I know you're anti-turbo. No, 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 no. This is the thing, right? Okay, so so the big controversy was uh, uh, when Castellana went five seven zero flat at two fifty two. We went five seventy four, right? The part that he didn't say was that he went two fifty eight point seven six. Okay, now mile an hour is a measure of horsepower. Mm. And when you've got ETs that are only four hundredths apart, but there's, you know, six and a half mile an hour difference, that's telling you the turbo cars have got more power. Yeah. Right? Yep. So the two pound, I I think it's a step in the right direction, you know? Which begs to ask the question, why did they take the overdrive away from the blower car so quick? Dunno. All that was gonna happen was that the blower cars were going to have that little bit to be able to use when the air turned bad. Mm. So, you know, we'll see what happens next season. Apparently, the NHRA, from uh, from what I can deduce, they're constantly monitoring this and they're looking for uh, occasions where the average of the top four cars of each uh, power adder... Um, get a greater than 400s advantage and that's when they decide to make yeah, a, right, okay. a, a change yeah. that's from what i can understand it's how they work so you know I, I think i don't think this is going to affect the turbo cars as much as as petty and dillard you hmm. know they're, they're saying that they're they're back on a dyno and they're doing more testing well like bullshit all they need to do is bring more boost in earlier hmm. you know um and then what you'll start to see is that the et in the mile an hour will get closer to each other. Oh, yeah. You know what yep. I mean? So, uh, you look at the ETs and the mile an hours for the nitrous cars and the blower cars, and, you know, normally the nitrous cars actually ET a bit quicker than their mile an hour. Mm. The blower cars seem to be on par, and the turbo cars seem to ET slower, like way slower than yeah. their mile an hour. Yep. You know, we had guys going well in the 260s, not that long ago. I mean, there's top alcohol cars that go that, that don't go that fast. You mm. know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I think this is a step in the right direction. I think all the NHRA is doing now is making them work on the short track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas before they didn't need to. They yep. could they could be soft in the in the first half and make it up in the second half. But mm. anyway, uh, we'll see what happens as the season plays out. I think that it's great that the NHRA is actually trying to find that balance mm. you know nascar has done this over the years tweaking the rules a little bit v8 supercars uh you know it i mean sometimes it seems as though one manufacturer is running away with it yeah uh so we saw for many years it looked like gm was running away with it now people are suggesting that ford's running away with it mm. but you know yeah. we'll see we'll see how it plays out I think that the what I got out of that last meeting was the fact that you know Stevie Fast made the finals and and mm. that was pretty cool. Yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, it's a, a good thing. Yeah. So, the Camry, the Camry. There's there it is up there. <laughs> yeah, there it is up there. There's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been some progress. There has. Right. Yeah. yeah. I spoke to Jamie today. Yep. And uh, we've got two Mega Squirt twos 
uh, we've secured them. Okay. Uh, yeah, ver- I think they're version two or Gen two, something like that. Uh, one's going to run the transmission, one's going to run the motor. Mm. Right. So uh, that's a done deal. The um, the headers of taking a bit of a shortcut because we're running out of time. <laughs> and I've basically turned the uh, factory ones upside down pretty much okay <laughs> so so we'll see if that works and at this stage we're probably just going to bang it on the standard motor and see what happens okay so um but at least we're moving forward yeah we are <laughs> we are we are all right so there you go there's your the update on the camry we're still looking for sponsors yes <laughs> if anyone wants to buy some tires maybe tires <laughs> rims as well that'd be great <laughs> Now, in general news, there was recently a published top 20 women of motorsport list. Now, this is in no particular order. Now, I've got to be honest, some of these women I don't even know, but I'm just going to rattle some of them off. Tell me what you think. Alexis DeJoria, this is in no order. I think, she, I don't know about the top 20. Alexis, she's in there. Would you put her in the top 20? Um... Uh, well, I mean, you know, she has done a lot lately. Mm. Uh, Erica would definitely. Yeah, Erica's, Erica's there as well. Erica's in the list. But, you know, what about um, Shirley Muldowney? Yeah, she's on the she's on the next page. She, she's there, is she? Yeah, she And, is and what about uh, Rochelle? No, no, that's the one I thought of, and she's not on there. Yeah, no, see, Rochelle, I would have had Rochelle her really, like, it was Shirley and then Rochelle. Mm. Yeah, you know? definitely. So uh, it must be an American list, I'd say. I reckon it is. Simona, <laughs> Simona from V8 Supercar fame. Yeah, anyway, she's she actually there. won anything? Not yet. No. She scored points in Formula E. Yep. Why is Leah in there? Oh, what did she win? She won two oh, Leah's, Leah's done okay this year. She's done all right this year, but this is an all-time This is list. an all-time yeah, list, Nick. Come on. I wouldn't have Leah in there either. Um, Christina Nielsen. Any relation to no. Leslie? No, no, no. no. Danica. Danica? I pro- look, I, I don't want to be mocking Danica. She's actually lost her ride for next year. Oh, really? No ride next year. That's a bit sad. And she, she set pole at Daytona 500. Is yeah, that a couple right? of years ago, but she hasn't, wow. won, she hasn't won a race. She hasn't won a race. In, in NASCAR, she hasn't won a race at all. So, like I said, I don't want to mock her. But, but she has won in the Indy Series. Yes, yeah? that's correct. Yeah, but, yeah, but not, not in NASCAR. So, it'll be interesting to see what she does next year as well. See, Shirley, Shirley's won three championships. That's, mm. you know. Yeah, no, that's right. Yep. So, there, there's some names there. I'll put the list up on our Facebook page and you just can scroll through it. But there's some of the other names I've never, never even heard of. Um, Shauna Robinson, Sarah Fisher, mm. Sabine Schmidt, mm. Pippa Man. Nah, nah, not ringing any bells. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got coming up? We got any races coming up? Well, Bathurst. Oh, yep. you know what? I forgot to mention it. I have, as usual. <laughs> Some some uh, uh, I, I have a bombshell. Oh, as, as you call like it. Yep. Um, my phone's buzzing in my pocket. What's going on? Uh, okay, so the Motorplex, mm. right? 
we've been talking about this radial racing. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing it. Oh, really? They're doing it. Yeah, I got in touch with Ray. Yep. It's happening. Um, so at this stage, the rules are the uh, Australian Pro Street Association Outlaw Radial Rules. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, so they're only going to run it at, I, I think he called them the Pro Boost events or something boost okay. events, yep. right? Uh, but they are running it. So basically what those rules mean is uh, I think up to a 315 radial, mm. right? <clears throat> any power adder, any engine combination, there are minimum weights, but the, uh, you need to have the front rails. So three-quarter chassis car. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a done deal. Oh, wow. So we can't... We can't race old faithful but um you know it's still it's a move in the right direction it he is a move in the right direction yeah once it becomes popular mm. uh, he's going to split the class to 275 yep. and outlaw radial yep um so the the uh, australian pro street association 275 rules will come into play so the current rules for 275 are basically uh, the same as True Street, not Mod Street. Mm-hmm. So untubbed, standard suspension locating points, no no moving the springs inboard or any of that yeah. stuff. Um, and yeah, pretty much all steel panels except for the bonnet, the boot and the bumpers uh, and minimum weights once again. So yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. If he gets enough cars for both classes, then he'll split them. Yeah, okay. Right? Uh, but yeah, it is definitely happening. So, Well, that's excellent. Yeah, I think that we should head down there and mm. you know check them out when it happens. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. there should be some good racing. Yeah. And I'm sure that if they're going to give it a good nudge, they'll be putting some glue down on the track because mm. you know the radial cars need the VHT. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, there you go. We'll end on a bombshell. That is there a bombshell. <laughs> no, that's huge. On another note, you and I have been called upon... For voiceovers. Did oh, you know really? That? Yeah. I told you. You did the voiceovers. Was I listening when you were telling me? <laughs> or was I welding? <laughs> you might have been welded, actually. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Look, you, know, you notice I'm wearing the shirt? <laughs> you are, yes. Look at that. You see the shirts there? <laughs> the, the competition is still running. It finishes at the end of the month. So the next podcast will have a winner. But get your, get your entries in. So your entry is a number plate for the Camry that's up there. Who's leading? Oh, I don't want to say. Oh, okay. But I have a favourite. Do you? Yeah. But I don't want <laughs> How to say are you going to put them all in a hat and pull them? Or no, I've picked We're going to select them. No, we're going to select them. We've got a you, panel? We, yeah, you and me. That's, that's the panel. It's the panel. <laughs> it's like a fender. <laughs> or a bumper. So, yeah, get your entries in. You've got another 10 days, end so, of the month. So, all right, what's, so what's going on with this voiceover? What are we doing? Um... Yeah, so we, we've been asked to do a voiceover for a video uh, for Girls Talk and Kids UK. So that's just talking about uh, it's an anti-bullying campaign that they're putting together and that'll be running at the Motorplex on the opening meet on the 28th of October. So keep an eye out on the video. Listen to those voices. They will be yours and my, my voice. Do you know what the lines are yet? Yeah, they're here. We've got to do this after. Once oh. we turn on, we've got to do okay. this. Oh, all right, all right, tonight. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me here again, once again. Thanks for listening to my rant. (laughs) 
No, it was good. It was good. It's good to have a rant. I enjoy it. I always have a Lewis Hamilton rant, so you can have yours. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, thanks for your time. Nick. Take care. See you on the street. See you guys. Talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.